Hello, everybody. Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. Uh, I'm your host, David On Point Huffman. Let me change up this graphic here for a second. Uh, and on today's episode, there's a double dose of Prime Sports World. If you missed the Fantasy Football Weekly Show uh, that me and Izzy just ran, uh, we broke down the rookies uh, that are going into National Football League this year. Uh, keep an eye for that content. Uh, on today's episode, it's the first of our NFL season preview series. Um, we're starting in the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons, who shockingly had the worst record in that division at 7-9. and nine. Uh, Arthur Smith is the head coach of this team. And we're going to break down their season. Uh, we're going to talk about their major storylines. We're going to talk about their free agencies. We're going to talk about their draft. And then we're going to have a prediction for what we think they're going to sh- uh, the season's going to shake up on, like, uh, but real quick before we get into Atlanta Falcons, um, I actually have some optimism for the Atlanta Falcons. I think they could potentially have one of the better defenses in the conference. Uh, looking at the play- team players they added and the changes that they made uh, to this roster, uh, it's certainly a much different roster than the one that they- was Matt Ryan there, and they went to the Super Bowl and lost, obviously, 28-3 to um, against the New England Patriots. Uh, man, was that five years ago now? Maybe longer than maybe seven years ago, something like that. Uh, but yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, this is a very different team than the one that they saw uh, go to the Super Bowl. Uh, man, I don't, I don't even remember how long ago it was. Uh, but let's get right into the season preview. Uh, I'm rolling solo. My name is David Huffman. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. If you do happen to miss us live, we also have a plethora of streaming platforms where you can check out all of our podcasts because this is episode 789. Uh, we're getting close to that number of thousand. Um, I was doing, so I was trying to like go back to our episodes last year. We've already done like 200 episodes of this podcast since last year. Um, so yeah, we're turning out good content. So if you're looking for consistent content on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, uh, this is a good place to hang out. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, so, so 2023, so when it comes to Desmond Ritter, uh, his expectations when it comes to the 2023 NFL season, um, looking at his numbers from last year. Uh, real quick, uh, he had 708 yards passing, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. Uh, they didn't ask him to do a whole lot uh, there for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, 63.5 completion percentage, which isn't terrible. Um, he also had 64 yards rushing, uh, which is pretty solid. Uh, he did have two fumbles, lost one of them. Uh, his quarterback rating, not the best at 49.8. But what are we expecting out of him this season as he goes into the season as the unquestioned starter? I know Tyler Heineke is on the roster, uh, but I'm not worried about Felipe Franks. I'm not worried about Logan Woodside. Um, Tyler Heineke, you know, he came from what was the XFL um, two years ago, you know, came to Washington Commanders, got them by storm. Uh, ends up being the backup here to Desmond Ritter. I think he's the perfect backup. Uh, but I think they want Desmond Ritter to be successful. I think they're going to give Desmond Ritter every opportunity to be the starting quarterback for this team. Um, I could see a scenario where he rushes for, you know, 400 yards. Uh, maybe he puts in like, you know, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, and then, you know, passing yards. Look at him for two, 3,000 yards, 2,500 yards in this game. And, you know, keep his completions, keep his passing attempts pretty low. Um, cause I do expect this team to run the football a ton, um, you know, they got B. John Robinson. They got Cordell Patterson. Uh, they also have Caleb Huntley, who's still on this team. Tyler Algier, who's still on this roster. All of those guys are capable running backs in the backfield for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Desmond Ritter, yeah, my expectations for him, expectations for Desmond Ritter, uh, 2,500 yards, 12 touchdowns, six picks. Uh, I expect him to put in another 400 yards on the ground um, and get three touchdowns in the ground as well. 
So let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons and their rushing attack. Could they lead the NFL in rushing is the question that I'm asking here as one of the storylines uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. And I think there is a real possibility that they could lead the league in rushing uh, as if uh, looking at where they were last season. Uh, rushing yards. Hold on a second. Sorry, I'm running. Usually I usually have a solo co-host. I can look up this stuff in between slides. I didn't get that opportunity this time. Uh, they were the number three team rushing uh, in in the in the league last year uh, with 27, 2,718 yards rushing, uh, average four point nine yards a clip. Uh, they rushed it 559 times, which is the most in the NFL uh, by one over the Chicago Bears. But like they basically were the team that ran the football more than anyone outside of the Chicago Bears. And a lot of that carries came from their quarterback position. Uh, this is a team that had a bunch of running backs who had a bunch of carries. And so when you talk about the Atlanta Falcons and could they lead the NFL in rushing? Yeah, of course they could. I, I think that this is going to be one of those teams. Like when you play the Atlanta Falcons in 2023, you're going to know it. Uh, it's going to be one of those teams that are going to be really annoying to play because they're not going to play like everybody else in the NFL. Everybody else wants to throw the football around and pass a bunch of yards. This is not the Atlanta Falcons. They are going to be looking to run the rock. Uh, they have a good offensive line there in Atlanta. You know, you're looking at it. You Jake Matthews, uh, Matthew Bergeron, uh, Drew Dahlman, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McCrary, who they signed, re-signed in free agency. All of those guys. Jalen Mayfield is a guy they drafted who could be a, a swing tackle for them too. Uh, Matt Hennessy, a good football player as well. This is a good offensive line. And when you have a good offensive line, I think they're going to benefit by the fact that they, they have a young quarterback that maybe they don't want to push too far. Um, Desmond Ritter, you know, 3,500 yards, 2,500 yards passing, as I just mentioned. This Atlanta Falcons team, could could they lead the NFL rushing? Yeah, I think I think they could. And they I think they will. Um, I think this is a team that's going to run the football thirty five plus times a game. They're going to be a very difficult team, a very annoying team to play. Um, so yeah, NFL Falcons could realistically lead the NFL rushing, which brings them in. Can they win the NFC South? Um, based on the status of the NFC South, I think it probably is the weakest division in the, in, in NFL. Uh, it's the reason we're starting with it actually because we think it's. I personally think it's the weakest division in the NFL. Um, you can go ahead and feel free to disagree with me on that comment. Um, you know, you can take you can take umbrage with that comment, but you know, New Orleans Saints is not they're not world beaters, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We don't know what we're gonna get out of Baker Mayfield on a game-to-game basis. And the Carolina Panthers have completely rebuilt with Bryce Young there, um, trading away their star wide receiver. The Atlanta could win the NFC South. Let's be real. Uh, they have a defense that should be much improved. Uh, you, you know, you have corners and it should be solid. Uh, Bud Dupree getting pressure under the quarterback. Great uh, Jarrett's still there. Clay's Campbell, a new addition to this team. Um, this is. A te- I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's erroneous to say the Atlanta Falcons could logistically could realistically win the NFC South and not to mention they, I think they have the weakest, easiest schedule in the NFL this season. Um, so when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, can they win the NFC South? Yeah, they for sure can. Uh, I don't know if they for sure will, um, but they have an opportunity to absolutely win the NFC South if they play their cards right. Um, so let's swing in from the storylines. Let's talk about their NFL draft class. Uh, they got Matthew B.J. Robinson, obviously, with the eighth pick in that year, this year's draft, uh, running back out of Texas. Uh, Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle out of Syracuse. Zach Harrison, edge out of Ohio State. Carl Phillips, third cornerback out of Utah. DeMarco Hellams, uh, safety out of Alabama. Uh, Javon Gwynn, uh, guard out of South Carolina. Uh, this is a team that already was good with running the football. They basically improved uh, their running ability with B. John Robinson. He was the best running back in this league. And at one point, I mean, you, you make a strength even stronger. 
by taking a running back in at the top eight. Uh, it's probably not what I would have done. Um, personally, I think I would have tried to shore up this edge rushing position, and I think I probably would have done something like that. But I'm I'm not hating on the fact that they were like, hey, you know what we're going to be next season? We're going to be one of the most annoying teams to play in the NFL. We're going to boister our running game and make us really difficult to play. And, yeah, I think, you know, Caleb Huntley's coming off an Achilles injury. Picard Patterson's over 30 years old. You don't really know what you're going to get out of those guys. Uh, I love the B. John Robinson pick. Uh, Matthew Bertrand is just depth at the offensive tackle position. Uh, he's had 39 college starts. Uh, he's got potential for versatility. He can play guard or tackle. Um, you know, uh, they all Jalen Mayfield, who they drafted in 2021. They signed Elijah Wilkinson. He's a solid football player. Um, they needed a left starting left tackle. So let's see. Maybe he plays left tackle. Maybe he plays right guard. We'll see. Uh, Zach Harrison is a big dude. 6'6", played 27 games for Ohio State. Um, should be out of depth to the defensive line in 2023. Uh, also gets to learn behind Clayus Campbell, who we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, there is some concern. He never had over three and a half sacks in any any one season. Uh, Carl Phillips, the second uh, or third, sorry, uh, smart pick here by Atlanta. Uh, corner, you know, he's a little bit smaller. He can probably lock people down in the in the corner in the in the uh, in the slot position. He's only five nine, um, so we'll see what ends up happening with that. A safety out of Alabama. It's never a bad idea to take a safety from Alabama. Uh, One hundred sixty total tackles and three interceptions in his career, including two in twenty twenty one. Um, you know, he's just adept at safety position where they already have Richie Grant and Jesse Bates, the third they got in free and see as well. And then the guard center out of South Carolina, um, Jovan Gwynn, uh, is just a guy who's just going to be some depth there at the seventh round. You get to take a shot at him, SEC, um, depth at guard or center. Um, so I like it. I like it. He started 47 games as a member of the South Carolina Gamecocks. So I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, moving on from let's talk about free agency and the roster shakeup in free agency. Notable additions is Jesse Bates III. Uh, they brought up the bag for him. Uh, good to see him get paid, not have to play on the franchise tag uh, year after year after year. Uh, four years deal worth $64 million. I cannot remember what the guaranteed money was on that deal. I think it was like 38, something like 35. Um, becomes the highest paid safety in the NFL. Um Jeff Okuda, they got in trade. Uh, never really panned out there in Detroit, but it gets a new fresh start there in Atlanta. Um, you know, it got a, kind of close to where he's from. Um, oh, he went to Ohio State. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Calais Campbell, uh, future Hall of Famer Calais Campbell, actually. Uh, Mike Hughes, David Onimata. Uh, Tyler Haneke gives you depth at the quarterback position if Desmond Ritter ends up not working out. You have some guy who can come in who has NFL experience. And Bud Dupree, even though he hasn't really been the same guy since that Achilles or the ACL tear as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers um, as he got released by the uh, Tennessee Titans most recently. Um, but he gives you depth at the pass wrestling position. Uh, Isaiah Oliver is a guy who left uh, cornerback. Uh, not that big a deal. I was trying to go through the list of their list of players that left for the Atlanta Falcons. I couldn't really find anybody else that I really cared about. I know they did bring in Scotty Miller, just bring him depth at wide receiver position. You know, Casey Hayward, who's been a really good corner throughout his career, just can't stay healthy. Uh, Rashad Evans is a solid linebacker. Nothing special, though. Uh, but everybody else they lost. You know I mean? It's not the end of the world. I think you can replace most of those guys. Mikel Pruitt, uh, a decent tight end, you know, depth there at the tight end position. They got Jermaine Effetti. Oh, they lost Jermaine Effetti, who's been an underrated, you know, swing tackle uh, throughout his NFL career. Uh, Anthony Frisker, another tight end who went to New England. Not that big of a loss there. 
Um, but I like what they've done in free agency. I think you realize that, like, hey, this is the Falcons team. We're going to play a dirty style of football. We're going to muck up games. We're going to make things messy. We're going to hit you with a good defense style with Clays Campbell. We're going to run the football down your throat. You're going to know you played the Atlanta Falcons every single week. You're going to realize, hey, you're playing the Atlanta Falcons. This isn't like any other team in the NFL. They're going to run the football a ton. And they're gonna they're gonna play good solid defense. I think they could arguably have the best secondary uh, in this division. Which you know, I'm not saying a ton, but AJ Terrell, Jeffrey Okuda, Mike Hughes. If those guys pan out, that's a nice Jesse Bates, Richie Grant, Richie Grant, who had a solid was his three or three. Has been a solid football player for the Atlanta. Oh man, I'm sure where that came from. Whew. Anyways, and then Clayus Campbell, a really good guy to have in your trenches. Um, you know, he's not the defensive player of the year guy. He was a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he's still a good football player and will give you the depth that you're looking for. Um, I like what they did in free agency. I think this is a really good way to shake up this roster. Uh, I love Jesse Bates, third, paying him, you know, you know, Jeffrey Kuda, Clayus Campbell, Mike Hughes. I think these are all solid options that they've they've shown up here. So let's get into the 2023 Roth record prediction for the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm just going to take a look at the games on their schedule. So let's go through it. Like, so Carolina, uh, this game is in, uh, in Atlanta. I think they win that game. I think they lose to the Green Bay Packers. So they start the season one and one. Uh, they go to Detroit. I think that's an L. I think they go to Jacksonville. I think they lose that game as well. And they're three and one right out of the gates there. Uh, Arthur Smith also kind of just briefly touched on it here a little bit, but um, I, I, I can see a future where he's maybe on the hot seat this year. Uh, you know, three years, uh, this will be his third season as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. They have not had the kind of production kind of success that many people thought he would have. Um, so I think he needs, he's going to be under pressure to try to win now, which probably why they, one of the reasons they brought in Tyler Heineke could be a valuable piece there. Um, Houston, Texas come to Atlanta. I think they get the second victory there. Uh, I also think they beat the Washington Commanders. This game is also in Atlanta. They go to Tampa. I think they lose that game. I think they beat the Tennessee Titans. I'm not sure what Tennessee is going to look like this season. Uh, I'm not sure how motivated they're going to be to really win this season either. Um, so I think that Tennessee, they end up winning that game. So that gets them. That's four games in a row they won. Um, so they're, I said they're four and four out of eight games with it, right? <coughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah, they're four and four through eight games, uh, and then they go to Minnesota. They have Minnesota into their building. They lose that game. Uh, they go to Arizona. Um, I'm not sure what Arizona is going to look like as a professional football team this particular season. Um, season, you know, they just released DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that Kyler Murray is probably going to be on the shelf for a majority of this season. Uh, I think they go to Arizona. They win that game, so they're five and five going into their bye, uh, which means that down the stretch here is going to be extremely important for the Atlanta Falcons. New Orleans Saints come to town. I think they win that game. Uh, they go to the Jets. They lose that. Tampa Bay comes to town. I think they win that game. So they're sitting there at six and five going into their final four games of the season. They go to Carolina. I think they get that game. I think they beat the Indianapolis Colts um, to rise up here. Uh, a lot of Falcons rise up, baby. Uh, I think they, they look at there. They're eight and five going into their final two games of the season uh, where they go into Chicago. Or actually nine and five. Going into the, uh, right? Nine and six. Nine and six. Sorry. Uh, they were five and five coming into their buys. So they beat New Orleans. They lose. So that's six and six. They beat Tampa Bay. Uh, they beat. 
eight and six, nine and six. So they're nine and six going into their final two games of the season. They go to Chicago, take on the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. Uh, I think that they get the W there, or they lose there against the Chicago Bears against my Chicago Bears. And then they go to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints in a game that could be for potentially for the division. And I think they, they lose that game as well. But I have the Atlanta Falcons that shockingly, uh, looking at their schedule out, I think it's pretty poor. It's pretty easy. I think they finish this season at nine and eight. I do not think it'll be good enough to be a wild card team, but I do think it's good enough to win the NFC South. Atlanta Falcons. I have them finishing nine and eight uh, as the season shakes out. Let me know what you think. Uh, how do you think the Atlanta Falcons season is going to shake out this year? I have them at nine and eight. I have them as a fringe playoff team, at least a fringe division winning team as a team with a winning losing record won this division last year. Um, but I think Atlanta, the, one of the things that why the reason I like them so much this particular season is because I think they're just going to be playing a different style of football than everybody else in the NFL. Like when you Atlanta Falcons is going to be an annoying football team to play. And I think when you play Atlanta, you're going to know you played them. It's going to be, they're going to be tough. It's going to be in the trenches. It's going to be a run heavy assault. You're going to looking at B. John Robinson, Cordell Patterson, Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley running down your throat 40 times a game. And I think Atlanta is going to be better than most people predict. Um, they also benefit the fact that you have the easiest schedule in the National Football League. Uh, I have them at 9-8 and eight and just being a fringe playoff team. So we'll see how it ends up shaking out. Let me know what you think. Uh, I've been David Huppin, and thank you very much for checking us out. Um, our next show on the docket is previewing the NBA Finals. Uh, that show is tomorrow. That's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss that content. Uh, we're going to break it down the finals. We're going to be talking about the futures of the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers, the two teams that didn't advance to the NBA Finals. And again, I'm David Huffman. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And gentlemen, what do we do here at the Prime, my friends? That's right, baby. We bring the heat. We'll be back here tomorrow. You have a good night. Stay safe.